Hi, and welcome back to the Your Glowing Podcast. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Kim. I'm a mom of three little girls who are growing up. They're not babies anymore. We moved to Florida in 2021, so just over a year and a half ago. I like to work out. And I like to help moms stay fit and healthy during and after pregnancy. That is my bio in a nutshell. Quick summary of who I am. Today, I hope you feel a little more seen and less alone. I'm going to be sharing some funny stories that I have not even read. It's going to be like blind reaction style story time. But before we do that, let's get into a couple things. One, I am recording this the week of, what's the day? I record these a week in advance so that we have time to edit them, get it all together, upload it, do all the backend stuff so that it goes live on Monday morning. Okay. So just keep that in mind. But currently my big girls, Ayla and Rosie, who are four and six years old are on our little road trip to South Carolina to go visit my sister. My parents took them. So they're going to go visit their cousins and we actually have a busy next few days and even weeks, actually. (laughs) I am picking up a friend from the airport today. My friend Maddie is coming down to get out of the winter weather that is going on up in Massachusetts still. So I always love when she comes because she's just like chill, laid back, just really enjoys just being in Florida. She doesn't really, she's very low maintenance. She's a very low maintenance friend and I love her. I appreciate her so much. So we're probably just going to hang out by the pool, maybe go to a couple fun restaurants, shake our booties, like go to dance class. We'll see. We'll see where, where the next few days takes us. And we will have little Blake with us. So (laughs) I forget what it's like to just have one child. It was actually funny. We were doing bedtime last night or even just like the whole day. I could just like carry around and I I got to spend like one-on-one time with her just playing outside in the driveway. And then we came in, we're playing with dolls, like it's so fun just to be able to give her all my attention, not have to break up fights and <laughs> worry about who's making a mess over there. Like it just felt really manageable. It's like, this is kind of cool. And also like, I just felt so grateful for her age. Like she's, I say this every age she's at, but Blake is always, she's just always been such a fun little baby girl. So now that she's two and a half, she's, she's just like a fun kid. I love her so much. Okay. Okay. They are gone. I want to redo Ayla's room. I'm still waiting for items to come in. I'm really not like going crazy. Her room is pretty bland as is, but she's been asking for blue. Okay. This is like a little backstory. She loves the color blue, like Jasmine blue. (laughs) That's what she says. It's her favorite color. And I just couldn't get on board with it. Like I couldn't see what that would look like in a room. Just like, Ugh, I want it to be still like aesthetic for the house if that (laughs) listen like I just picture when I picture jasmine blue I just pictured like tacky like early 2000s I don't know it just wasn't working in my mind until I saw these pictures at the rental house we were staying at of like they had artwork up with like pretty blue aqua pool water and I was like oh I can work with that so I started looking online I found some prints on Etsy I had them made or they're still in the making. They're coming in this week. I ordered some bed sheets from Target, a couple rugs. So I'm going to maybe do a poll of like which rug we should keep. And then honestly, that's it. (laughs) That's all we're going to do is like hang some artwork up, change the bed sheets and change the rug. And honestly, that will like transform the room. But I also need to get something to hang up 
her artwork because she loves hanging her artwork. She literally would just tape it on her wall. And I was like, we need to, we just need something. We need a system here. And just like with spring coming, I just have been feeling like, oh, I want to reorganize. I want to change this. I want to like right now I'm in my workout room slash office. Like what you always see on my Instagram stories is my workout room. But what you don't see is the office side of this. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We have a desk and shelves on each side. It's not cute though. I And there's a reason I never show it because it's like, it, it's not cute. And Justin and I keep saying, we got to do our office. We got to do our office. We got to do our office, but it just gets pushed back because there's so many other things that need to get done. Maybe this will be the, the season. Maybe spring 2023 is when we get the office done. Stay tuned. <laughs> and maybe I'll share like a peek of the office that I'm referring to on my Instagram stories over at your glowing podcast. So check in there. I'm going to like make a note to do that on Monday morning, Monday, March 20th. Happy Monday, by the way. All right. I wanted to share my, my recent, my new favorite drink because I was out of my tangerine tea. If you see me on Instagram every day, posting my tangerine, it's a positive energy tea. It's so perfect. It's like uplifting. It's a little like it, It's not sweet, but like it doesn't need sugar or honey or anything in it. Love it. I was out of it. So I made this, (laughs) this other tea that I have. It's like a powder mix. It actually, I think it might be decaf, but it has adaptogens and superfoods in it. It's supposed to be really good for you. I honestly don't like the flavor, but I was like, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a second shot. And I'm glad I did because I realized I could add, well, I added honey to it. But then I added my soul raspberry lemonade droppers. So it's, it's CBD and it's raspberry lemon flavor. It has a little bit of stevia in it. And I also like having CBD in the morning because my mind races in the morning. I know a lot of people, their mind races at night when they're trying to sleep. But for me, it's like the beginning of the day, you know, it's Monday morning. I'm like feeling I'm just thinking of all the things I have to do and all the things I didn't get done. And my mind spirals. Like I, that's what happens. That's how I work over here. So I like to have CBD in the morning. It just helps me calm those racing thoughts and I can, I have better focus. I've been making this blend. It's noon brew is the the name of the tea. It's like a powder mix, hot water, honey, and soul CBD. Now I do have a code soul CBD. It is Kim Perry in all caps, saves you 15%. And then I think it's free shipping when you spend $70. I love the droppers. Like I said, it's easy to add into a tea or you can just put it right under your tongue and it tastes yummy and it, it works. I just can't say enough good things about soul. So thank you soul for existing because honestly, I probably would not have tried CBD if, if it wasn't for this brand. Okay. Moving right along. I just had to share my drink because I'm, I'm literally loving it. And I will say, that noon brew on its own is like very bitter. It's almost like if you took black tea, like two or three tea bags and let them steep for like way too long and then took a sip of it. (laughs) Like it's very strong, like and earthy, but if you add more water and honey, like it's, it's, I, I like it. I will say it's not for everybody. I don't have a code or anything. I like literally saw an Instagram ad and bought it because it's supposed to help with all of, um, kind of like the same stuff CBD does, like mental focus. It boosts your energy naturally. Um, it actually boosts your immune system as well. Moving along. You got, you get the gist. I have a new drink. I'm, I'm loving it. 
We are in the middle of the Fresh Start Challenge, which has been so refreshing doing these workouts with the group of women that are in there. And if you missed out on signups, because it is a four-week program that we're doing, we're following it together. There's prizes at the end. If you missed out, I'm sad because I wish you were in it, but it's a little too late to join. I will put the link for my email list if you want to be part of the next challenge. I'll put that down below. It's my, I call it my bump, bump day newsletter that I send out every Wednesday, and that's where you'd be the first to know about an upcoming challenge. Also, if you're looking for a program with a schedule to follow with workouts specific to your stage of motherhood and your stage of life, whether you're pregnant, you're trying to conceive, you're postpartum, I have a workout plan for you with a clickable schedule. So every day when you wake up, you know what workout to do on which day. I take all the guesswork out of it. I'm committed to fun workouts. I never want to do a boring workout. Like you can, you can rely on me to show up excited to do the workout with you that day. Okay. So I'll leave the links for my programs below. And I wanted to share my skincare routine really hasn't changed that much. <laughs> like, yeah, I just find what I just have my, my flow. I'm in a good flow. The only thing I've added, I grabbed it to, to bring in here to read the label. Cause I was like, I don't even know what it's called. I just have been calling it my hydrogel. <laughs> That's not what it's called. <laughs> it's from Tula. They sent this to me before they released it to try. And you know, I'm like down to try any skincare. Not, no, that's not true. Anything from Tula and Dime, I am down to guinea pig test it out. And not that they would ever send me something that is not fully done. <laughs> they just send it as like a sneak preview. Okay. So this is their 24 seven ultra hydration, triple hydra complex. It's a day and night serum. I wish you could see this. I'm videoing myself right now too. First of all, the bottle is clear. So you can like see what's inside and it looks like a bubbly gel. I can't explain it, but I put this on. So I wash my face. I do toner. I use this in the morning and at night. So cleanse, toner, and then I put two pumps of this on. It has three forms of hyaluronic acid in it and encapsulated squalene or squalene droplets to help flood skin with moisture, leaving it looking smoother, plumper, and more radiant. We are here for it. I love this stuff. I do feel like my skin, I I think I still do have dry skin. So anytime I can hydrate it, I'm always looking to add a hydration and I'm loving it. And my code for Tula is also Kimperian, all caps, if you want to give that a try. Um, last couple things here. We watched, okay, I watched a 2020 episode on Hulu about the Murdoch family, which I talked about in last week's episode. I watched the Netflix documentary, but it, it kind of did a cliffhanger ending on Netflix. So I haven't been following the trial at all. I watched the 2020 episode and it did show more of like the most recent trial, the verdict. And then it showed like a lot of police footage of where the Netflix ended off. So if you have 2020, if you have cable and can like, can go back and watch that episode, I, I liked, it felt like more of a conclusion to the Netflix cliffhanger. Okay. I also watched on Netflix, the plane movie called MH or flight MH370. And it's about this plane in 2014 that disappeared. And that's also a cliffhanger. Like, I'm just going to tell you up front, like there's no ending to it. The plane is still gone. <laughs> they, well, they don't know where it went, where it crashed or landed, what ha like they have no answers, but they share theories. It's kind of crazy and also very scary. 
I will not be flying on Malaysia Airlines anytime soon. So it was just in, it was an interesting watch. I really didn't have much time this past week to watch anything else, but those are my those are my shares. All right, let's get into this week's episode. We're talking walk of mom shame. The walk of shame, but the mom edition. You all know the the walk of shame. There was actually a movie. It's on Netflix now about the walk that you have to do home in the morning after spending the night somewhere, maybe promiscuous, and then you're still in your night clothes and now it's like 9am or whatever time the next day and you're totally dressed inappropriate for a Friday morning or whatever. (laughs) Now, I felt like you feel like everyone's staring at you. So I felt like I was walking in shame a few times. And I shared my story recently on Instagram about walking out of Target. Well, just Rosie or the girls crying. People literally were stopping to ask me if I needed help because it must have looked so bad. Like I had three kids, shopping cart, tears. (laughs) Just embarrassing. It's basically an embarrassing moment, but also you feel judged like hardcore. So it's more than embarrassment. And then I had another situation where I had to take my shirt off in a pizza place and I I mean like you'd think I I wear sports bras every day on my Instagram and like it's not a big deal to be in a sports bra in Florida in general like on a regular on a regular day but I just felt I had to take off my shirt because Blake was naked she pooped everywhere and it was a disaster no wipes like worst case scenario can you picture this and I had all three girls and I'm by myself so anyways I end up shirtless walking through a pizza place in a sports bra. Thank God I only wear sports bras because I couldn't imagine if I had to wear a regular bra. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It just felt all eyes on me. And I felt judged, but that could have been me internally making that story. Like I could have been making the story up in my head. (sighs) Maybe we all do that. But really what I want to get to today, other than sharing these, I'm hoping they're going to be hilarious stories. I want to normalize the fact that like motherhood is so messy. Kids, they don't listen. They are loud. Like, why do we expect kids in public to like be these perfect little mini adults, right? Like we expect them to not climb on, on the, the chairs and the table when they do that in their house or they, you know, they're just so in great, like they're wired to just play all the time. Like life is a playground to them. So I want to remind you of that when you're out today or tomorrow in public with your kids, like playing is normal for them. And then the whole not listening thing. <laughs> I feel like they they just need to figure things out on their own. It's hard for them to understand rules and boundaries at, at this age and stage of life. So I wish the general public could remember or even understand that they all too were once little, little children. They were all toddlers, not listening, screaming, crying. They've been upset at a store because they couldn't get a toy. Like we've all been there. Like why is it so hard for us to relate to the kid and then the mom and just be a little more empathetic. Not that I've had anyone say anything nasty to me, but I just, you know, okay, let's just get into this. All right. There are a lot. So I don't know if we're going to get through them all. Okay. Some of them are short. We're going to start. This is, this is from Gabby. She's not even a mom. (laughs) She's an aunt. So this is her walk of aunt shame. Took my two-year-old niece to the mall, just the two of us. And while shopping, I had to pee. Obviously had to take her with me. So I go to pick her up and she spots the Gertrude Hawk store. I have no idea what that is. And makes a beeline to the display outside the store. I'm literally chasing a two-year-old down the mall with a full bladder who is not even my child. I was like 16 at the time and I got so many looks. Okay. (laughs) I just picture... Anyone chasing after a child, like, oh, like I've been so frustrated in those moments as a mom chasing my child, but also like it is, it is kind of funny. (laughs) 
I hope you caught her and I hope you made it to the bathroom. All right. This person asked to be anonymous. I was at, (laughs) they're all at like kids stores. I think this is hilarious. I was at a Carter store with my two kids. I think my daughter was six and my son three at the time. They started walking around the clothes racks and not listening to me. They were shorter than the clothes racks, but I knew they were within 10 feet of me because it's a small store. I was frustrated from them not listening. My daughter would make this annoying noise all the time. And all of a sudden I heard it in the store and I didn't know if it was her or my son. And he was mimicking her. He always loved doing anything she does. When I heard that noise, I was so mad. And Lally said, who made that sound? To my surprise, a lady said, that was my son. And she was very mad at me. Then I went over to apologize and let her know that I thought it was my daughter. And she, still angry, said he was being a bleep. (laughs) Wow. I looked at her surprised and confused at why a woman would say her son is being a bleep. Well, my facial expression just made her madder. So I left and later realized she must have meant a different word. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the bleep word was, I'm going to spell it, W-H-O-R-E. <laughs> She's like, he's being a bleep. He's being this. And she she realized after she left that he was, she was saying horn. He's being a horn. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so embarrassing. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Next we have Another anonymous one. I went to pick up my one-year-old daughter and three-year-old son from daycare. My son is a three-nager where he sometimes gives me a lot of attitude. I had my daughter in her car seat and all of her daycare bags plus my son's stuff. I'm trying to get him to leave the playground, but he's refusing. I see a lot of the teachers looking at me as I struggle to carry my daughter and all the stuff while trying to convince my son it's time to leave. Oh my gosh, I hate these moments so much as I'm reading this. With all the things in my hand, I had to pick him up and he's going limp in my arms on purpose. While I'm doing this, I accidentally set off my car alarm in the parking lot nearby, which leads all the teachers to scream and stare at me. Scream? Oh my gosh. I finally had to ask one of the teachers to carry my son to the car while I carried my daughter and the rest of the stuff. I was so embarrassed. I cried the way home. I'm sorry. This is another moment where it's like, why didn't, weren't the teachers walking him to you? Like you shouldn't have to do that. So I think here in this situation, it was not your fault. This could have been avoided. But yeah, when your hands are full, it's, it's so hard. Like you, it's so hard and it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry just out of frustration. All right. The next story comes from Kim, Kimberly, not me, Kimberly, a different one. All right, this is short. Didn't actually have a group of people staring at me, but once my husband and I were test driving Suburbans and my youngest was only like a month old at the time. She was in a Duna car seat. I've never heard of that. And when I went to take her out of the Suburban, we just test drove. There was poop all over the Suburban seat. And she's only a month old. So you know those those newborn poops. Oh my gosh. It somehow went up her back and leaked through one of the seatbelt holes onto the seat. This is kind of like a secret. (laughs) This is like a mom secret. All right, next. Okay, this is a lengthy one, but it's from Eleonora. Not a poopy story, but happened happened recently with my oldest one, six years old. Around here seems like my kids really enjoy vomiting at the worst moments in history. Fast forward to two weeks ago, we had to buy some shoes. So we went to the mall. Oh my gosh, wait, she went to the mall near me. Okay, after shopping, the kids asked for a pretzel. Fine, let's get a pretzel. We never eat unhealthy things. So I said to my husband, let's get one. They'll share it. I have two girls, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. 
So we get their pretzel. They happily shared one and then they asked to stop at the indoor playground. Fine. 30 minutes and then we leave. Okay. So the oldest starts running hysterically laughing. I told her to stop so many times. At some point she opens her mouth and starts throwing up over the carpet, the toys. And at this point she's also screaming because she is disgusted by her own vomit. Now the two-year-old starts screaming too because my oldest one is screaming and crying. The little one doesn't understand what's going on with her sister. In the meantime, my husband is frantically trying to clean up with wipes, lol, like it helps (laughs) the carpet and the toys while everyone is staring at us the whole time. And then they started to literally run away from the playground like we were spreading some kind of lethal virus. My husband gets the oldest one and brings her to the bathroom to clean up. And while they are in the bathroom, she shat herself because she gets diarrhea when she's nervous. So by the time she reaches the bathroom with my husband, she's covered in vomit and poop. In the meantime, the cleaning lady from the mall comes and helps me clean and tells me, it's okay, mama, go get some clothes for your girl. I'll clean up here. Don't worry. So I collect all my stuff, shoes, stroller, whatever, and went into H&M with a screaming toddler fighting me like a mad cat that doesn't want to sit in a stroller to buy new clothes to bring to my husband while he's waiting in the bathroom with the oldest one. I wanted to disappear. Needless to say, I won't step foot in the mall for a while. Oh my gosh. I'm like the fact that I know exactly where this happened. Like I'm picturing you guys, if you've had a playground in your mall, like an indoor play place, like the toys are kind of like these soft structures that kids can climb on and they're always carpeted. So, oh my gosh. And then they're, it's on the first floor. So anyone on the second floor can overlook the playground, but also anyone walking past it around it. Oh my gosh. And I can't imagine the parents leaving. And honestly, listen, if you saw a kid throwing up and it wasn't yours, you would leave too. You would not want your child touching it. I know it's not a lethal virus, but the stomach bug is no joke or like any type of bodily fluid. (laughs) But can we just call it the cleaning lady? Like how freaking sweet of her to just reassure you that you're fine. Don't worry. I'll clean it up. Wow. Eleanor, Eleonora, if you ever want to go shopping, I will go with you. And I will have no shame walking next to you, my friend. <laughs> and I thought, hey, you started this saying it wasn't a poopy story. You lied because there was poop. <laughs> Okay, next. Next one's from Megan. She said, literally just happened tonight. We are on vacation at a resort in Mexico and my three-year-old got sick in one of the nice sit-down restaurants. Like at the table, threw up in her and my husband's dish, clearly had too much pool water and sun. It was awful. To make it worse, it was my parents' anniversary, which is why we were there to celebrate and we had to leave them at the table with a bowl of puke. It I was embarrassed walking by all the adults who who I already thought were glaring at me, not just taking my toddler to the buffet. Hearing your story tonight made me feel less alone. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I had, I think she wrote this in when I shared my story on Instagram. Oh, that's so, that's hard. At least, I mean, at least, I know I feel bad for your parents, but like at least they were there and you didn't have to just like get the check. Oh my gosh. And also these, those past two stories, there was two parents there, which is also very helpful. At least you have a a partner in crime. You know what I'm saying? Like you have someone there to either like watch the kids or watch your stuff so that you could take care of the little one. We have an anonymous one. My husband last minute decided he couldn't watch our seven month old while I brought our two year old to dance class. So I'm frantically trying to get both kids dressed and out the door and now pack a diaper bag. We get to dance class studio with 
two minutes to spare. I forgot my daughter's coat. It's 20 degrees out and she didn't have shoes on. (laughs) So I'm carrying her on my left side while carrying my son in his car seat on the other. I'm struggling to pull the door open while carrying everything and literally every mom is there watching me struggle. Are you kidding? Like this place is packed. I'm using the car seat on my hip to prop the door open and the door slips. So I trust the car seat, or I think she means I thrust the car seat forward to better prop the door open. While in progress of doing that, I smack my daughter's head on the door frame on the other side. I hear the whole room gasp and then go silent. I freeze clutching my daughter to me to make sure she's okay. I hear people tell me she seems fine. No tears. Meanwhile, I feel tears welling up in me. I felt so bad. I thought I hurt her and I know it shouldn't matter. But I was so embarrassed what happened in front of everyone. But honestly, I was more angry that all those people stood there and watched me struggle, try to open the door while holding two kids, a dance bag, and a diaper bag, and literally no one offered to help me open the door. I am mad for you. That is so rude. What are they doing? Scrolling on their phones and then they just look up and see someone struggling? Like, get up. Oh my gosh, that's so rude. And like the fact that it's freezing out. I'm sorry. If I was there, I would have held the door for you. I would have been holding the diaper bag and the car seat so you could just get right in. And can we just normalize little kids not wearing shoes? Because if they're going to take them off, like, what is the point? (laughs) Especially if they're going to a location where there's no shoes allowed, like gymnastics or dance, like, what is the point? And if you're carrying them from the car seat to the location, again, what is the point? (laughs) Can we normalize that? Like, and even like the jacket, like if you're just running in, like what, it's not a big deal. The car's warm, the inside of the place is warm, like we're good. This is a short one. Mrs. Anonymous. Long story short, newborn baby blowout number three on what ended up being a 10 hour drive home should have been a four hour drive. No clean clothes left. He ends up wearing two tea flower pants of older sister who was potty training too. So she ended up wearing bathing suit and pajamas for similar reasons. Fun. Okay. That wasn't really a mom shame because there wasn't a lot of judgment around it, but it does sound like a very terrible ride home. Four hour ride turned into 10 hours. Okay. Next we have Kaylee. My 18 month old had a major meltdown at her 18 month checkup at the doctor. She got so worked up. She violently threw up all over me and in my very long straight blonde hair. Even wipes wouldn't have helped this situation. This was all before the doctor even made it in the room. The doctor then proceeded with the visit, which felt like it took forever. Then two different people stopped us on our way down to the elevator to ask me if I needed help. Clearly, I needed a shower. Then I couldn't find the car in the parking garage, so I was walking all around with now a sleeping toddler, both of us covered in throw up. I don't know what it is about people asking you if you need help, which... Listen, it's appreciated, but also humiliating at the same time because, or at least for me, like that's how I feel. I'm like, do I look that bad? Do I look that desperate that a stranger needs to offer me assistance? Like, but at the same time, it's a me thing. I honestly, please let me know if you agree or like write in podcast at kimperry.com if you have any thoughts on this or if you can relate to that feeling of like embarrassment when someone offers you help when really it's just a nice gesture. Honestly, like I get offered help sometimes opening when someone opens the door for me and I'm like, wow, thank you. But it's those times when I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to get home. And someone's like, let me help you. It's like, I don't know. It's, it feels embarrassing. It feels shameful. Okay. So, and also I can't believe, honestly, I'm thinking of my doctors and if my daughters were that upset, they would have said, you know what? 
we can reschedule or I don't know. I don't know if they would have continued with the full appointment. I mean, you're already there. It's already as bad as it's going to get to have to go back in and do it again. So maybe like, I'm glad, I'm glad you got it over with. And I'm glad, I think she was healthy, hopefully leaving that appointment. Next is Candace. We were on a plane. Oh gosh. And my four month old pooped out of her diaper twice on a two hour flight because she had to switch formula because of the shortage and had to be completely stripped down and washed with quotations with baby wipes. I didn't know if we were supposed to somehow try and change her in that tiny bathroom, but we did it in our row of seats. Oops. I mean, I feel like I've been in this position. Like I've changed my girl's in places that people probably wouldn't approve of. But like when they're so young, I feel like it's different. It's not like I'm changing my two-year-old who is a small person. Yeah, and in the bathroom, it it just doesn't even feel safe. But if you had your own row, you're good. You're good. No judgment here. All right, we only have a couple left. Next is Sarah C. This is another short and sweet one. My two and one-year-old at the time pulled the emergency cord at our med clinic and sent a code blue through the whole hospital. And about 15 medics came running during all the chaos. I scooped up my kids and ran. It's funny. Now, five years later, where, okay, I'm like trying to think, oh, at the med clinic. Okay, so it was like a walk-in type of thing because I'm like, wouldn't they be able to like, no, oh my gosh, and you just ran. Oh my gosh. I probably would have done the same thing (laughs) versus like face them. And honestly, though, like with kids that young, like you can totally be like, it was an accident, like, but whoopsies. All right, this is a little bit lengthy and this person is totally anonymous. They're like, please keep my name anonymous, but they didn't even put a name. All right, here we go. A couple years ago, I had my third child. Now I'm on the four. And I had signed my newly five-year-old son up for a town tennis program. It was pretty slow moving and my very smart, funny son was getting bored pretty easily. He became the class clown, being very silly and not getting much out of the program, distracting the other kids and making the actual lessons even less productive than they already were. I had warned him on several occasions before the lessons that if he wasn't paying attention and practicing, we were going to leave and not go back. Well, one day it happened, the final straw, I had my seven month old on my hip and my two and a half year old following me as I walked onto the court to lead my five-year-old son away. He resisted throwing a fit. I had to put all my weight into it at this point as I'm dragging him off the court when he wriggled out of my arms and I fell right on my butt in the middle of the tennis court in front of everyone while still holding my seven month old on my hip. She was fine. All I could do was take a deep breath, stand up, gather all my children as calmly as I could. My son protesting behind me and several parents and grandparents there offering to help as I thanked them and let them know I'm okay. I've got this. Even though I so did not. And I walked a long mom walk of shame to the parking lot, carrying my daughter in her infant car seat, holding my two and a half year old's hand trailed by a very loud protesting five-year-old. I was so worried about wasting people's time and what they must think that it led to an even bigger embarrassment. I don't regret it. I learned a lot from the situation than the lesson I thought I was teaching him. I am no longer apologetic about how much time or space he takes up. He deserves to experience and try new things just as much as any other kid. Wow. I love this. First of all, like, heck yes. I'm so happy to like have this takeaway at the end about like, 
yeah, your son, you shouldn't have to apologize for his behavior or worry about the other kids. Like maybe that, like you said, the lesson should have been more exciting for kids. I actually took tennis lessons as, as a kid too. And my mom has a home video of it and it was so boring because it would just be one kid at a time would be in this long line and one kid would go up and hit the ball to the instructor and then go to the back of line. And we were like four or five years old. So like all the other kids are just waiting in line for like, you know, 60 to 90 seconds. It's a long time to just be like waiting and you expect them to entertain them. It's just, listen, you are, you're right here. Honestly, don't apologize. Like you, you got to experience like trying to get him to, to behave a certain way and what that did and what you had to deal with that day. I don't know what it is about carrying three kids somewhere and being alone as a mom and not having like the support. Like, yeah, the other parents are like offering, but like it's you against the world, or at least that's what it feels like. So I've been there. Last one for now from Kristen. Leaving ice skating alone with the four-year-old and one-year-old. I left the snacks in the car. It's past lunchtime. No stroller. Total mom fail. My four-year-old loses her ish. So much screaming. We are on the edge of the parking lot, so very unsafe, and I couldn't carry both kids. Handed my baby to a little old lady and asked her to follow me to my car while I carried my poor, overtired, starving, screaming (laughs) four-year-old. I love this. And you know what? That old lady was probably so happy to hold your baby and help you out, get a little baby snuggle in. Like, think about, uh, you probably did her a favor, okay? And yes, the snack thing, leaving snacks in the car, like the stroller, oh my gosh, those things are just so small and you're like, oh, we don't, we'll be fine. But they make such a big difference for situations like this. But I'm so proud of you for utilizing another person. This is the only one so far that we read that had, that used somebody for assistance in a time of need. (laughs) Okay. Those are, listen, I only read half of the stories that were written in and I cannot tell you, I'm really excited to read the rest of them, but I'm going to save them till next time we're together and we can blind react to them and get a good laugh. And just like, like I said, feel less alone and also just normalize like tantrums, outbursts, and mom walks of shame. Let's make them a little less shameful, okay? All right, thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Monday. Bye.